Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 44. In this episode, we'll be talking about static versus applied buffs. Our PDC prep continues with Chaos Draft, and we wrap it all up with an errata that with the Amanda Waller. So let's kick it all off with active versus applied buffs. Okay, we are here with Kenneth. Kenpool, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. And so our topic today was, so quick shout out to Dave, because he had a couple questions about our when we started talking about timing, action dies, and yeah, um, and, uh, and Yeah, he, he shot me a message the other day on Facebook, and uh, hopefully I cleared it up. I felt like it was kind of... Uh, it, it's not a super clear thing. We've seen other people. We've we've had our own discussions, and it's it's just not always super clear. Yeah. So what we're talking about today is the active versus applied buffs. So getting plus plus what whatever number to your attacks or plus whatever yeah. numbers to your defense. We found that there are kind of two categories where all of this fits into, right? Yeah. I I look at them as they're either active or applied. So if something is an applied effect, it is, you know, on uh, various basic actions, pay a bolt, target character gets plus one to their attack. That is applied. That, uh, that just hits that stat. It stays with that stat. So if you use something like a Kal-El or an Ant-Man Global, it's going to flip with that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas an active effect, kind of the gold standard for this, the one that they've ruled on, is uh, super rare Groot, which uh, his is, while Groot is active, all your other fielded characters get plus three to their defense, and they have said that that one cannot be flipped. That is an active effect. Yeah, so whatever whatever at that point is listed as your defense, you add three to that, and you can't change that. And if you flip it, whatever... uh, So if you've got, like, a sidekick, and you want to try and flip that with a Ant-Man or a Kal-El. Yeah, so say... say instead say of it yeah. becoming uh, a 4-1, it will still be a 1-4 because yep. uh, the group just affects the defense. And while he's active, essentially it creates a state where um, the defense is checking that Groot is active. So no matter what you do, at any time... Your your defensive stat is checking that Groot is active. If he is not active, he doesn't get the buff. If he is active, he gets plus three defense. Mm-hmm. So what, what what's another kind of example? So we, Groot is an you know listed as an active um, yeah. ability. So what what's a good example of an applied buff? Um, so like I said, with, uh, with there's a few basic actions where you, yeah. you pay. I, 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 would, I would say or, like you know anger issues or something where yeah you, the plus three yeah, you get oh. plus three and. Where it is, and so the way that I kind of look at it, the the what I look for is if there is a timing check with it, because we all know that um, all effects end at the end of turn unless they're active. So if there's a timing caveat, then it to me it would imply that it isn't an active effect. So you've got some globals and some uh, action dice that will say, you know, do X until end of turn. That until end of turn to me seems redundant. So 
I interpret that as that can only impact that specific stat. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a, an example of that would be I've got tactical cover from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set. The actual action of it to me is an applied effect, which is your character dice get plus two defense on a burst or double burst. Also, target character gets plus three defense. And, and that's kind of based off the idea that when you use an action die, you have to resolve its ability before you can do anything else. So Exactly. You do it, and it's done, and it stays there, and that effect is completely done. On that same card, there's a global that I feel is an active thing that is pay a shield target character gets plus one defense until end of turn. That until end of turn kind of tells me that for the rest of the turn... The defense, like with Groot, is checking that that global has been paid or that global checks the defense. There is a timing caveat that just like at at the time that Groot becomes inactive, that buff goes away. With this timing caveat, it only works uh, for that specific buff, which on tactical cover is the defense Mm -hmm. i mean i think another one that's a timing one that we were kind of talking about um in our our discussion was kryptonite k metal the rare where it says all character dice get negative two attack until end of turn um, right where no matter what that number is you're going to take two off the top right exactly and for superman uh also if you get it on one of the burst faces also superman's attack becomes zero until end of turn if you flip a Kal-El, if you use a Kal-El or an Ant-Man global, I would say that his attack remains zero because it is until the end of turn, his attack is checking that kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And it, this this does get confusing. Like Guy Gardner, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of with all of this, uh, we're not the WizKids rules for him. <laughs> so uh, there's a possibility that we are interpreting yeah. it wrong. What, 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 what we're trying to do to our best of the knowledge, is take what has been ruled so far and apply it to what is what is currently out and exactly. making it work. So what, what they've ruled on is Super Rare Grouped. He's kind of the gold standard of a well-active buff. Um, they haven't ruled on actions or globals in this way, but it's easy to make that logical jump of... If you look at active as a... Uh, as a, a timing restriction, there is a timer, essentially. You know, and as soon as Groot is gone from the field, that timer is up. Mm-hmm. Just like at the end of turn or an end of your opponent's turn, in the case of like uh, Vicious Struggle, is an action that we know the action die itself kind of goes away, but the effect is applied until end of turn, and any time that... Uh, your damage, it is checking yeah, that. Yeah, it's checking that, yeah. Um, and, and, like, when we mentioned Guy Gardner, I actually looked up the ruling. They treat that as a, an applied effect because they, they say if attackers are removed, Guy Gardner still gets the plus three in their example. Um, whereas, because I know when this first came out, we were they were having discussions about, so if I'm attacking and then, say, my right. opponent magic missiles out one of my sidekicks so, or something, so would with, his attack go down or not? And they said no. guys buff it checks at the moment that he attacks and applies the effect that's why it's not an active thing Mm -hmm. it's not a um while active with other characters or while other characters are active this buff happens it he attacks he checks that there's characters he finishes his buff 
and it stays. With that, that one could also be flipped. If other uh, characters leave the field, his buff stays. It can be manipulated because it's an applied effect. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you kind of have any kind of general guidelines? Because like, like we said, we're not kind of the end-all be-all in terms of rules. Right. But say if we see an ability, what, is, what are some kind of guidelines that we may want to go through and check to see if it's an applied or an active effect? The biggest thing I look for, like I was saying, is some kind of timing caveat. With characters, it's easy. They're active. Either they are or they aren't, and and it's that cut and dry. Whereas with uh, yeah, and that that actually goes with their more recent ruling saying that some abilities are explicit, saying that they don't have the while active ability attached to them. Right. So if they're actually putting that while active in, um, it's more of an indicator that it should be an active effect. Exactly. Right? So with actions and globals, uh, it, it's a little bit more open to interpretation. And the way that I interpret it is. Uh, either it does the whole thing or if there's a timing caveat of until end of turn, until attack step, until your next roll and re-roll, like until whenever, that means that it is active until that time, just like a character is active until it leaves. I look at all of those as a timing caveat, so if it's got the timing caveat, it can't be manipulated. It just does whatever it's saying. So if it's an attack buff or a defensive buff, until a certain time, it's activated, and it can only buff that stat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so before we go, you got any last things about active and applied effects? Um, no. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that I'm right. I hope that I haven't, uh, you know, I... I I would hate for WizKids to, the day after we release this, decide to rule on this and say that I was completely wrong. If they do, I will get on here and record and yeah, tell we, you guys all of that. Yeah, we'll, 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 do, I, a, we'll do another segment and totally yeah. correct what we, we've said wrong. I absolutely am not the end-all, be-all on this. All I'm trying to do really is... Is uh, help, help clarify, because I know a lot of people have questions about doing this. Arm you with the yeah. best argument that I can come up with mm-hmm. for the best interpretation that I understand and the way that I understand it. I know that it's been... It's proven to be difficult for players of all levels to understand exactly how this is. I feel like it's one of those things that either clicks or it doesn't. It always kind of clicked for me that I'm looking for a timing thing, and the timing indicates an active effect. Uh, That's not intuitive for some people. Some people's minds, Mm -hmm. that just doesn't click that well. So um, you can find me on Facebook, message me, talk to Double Burst, You know, and, and through any of our official channels, I will be happy to talk to anybody one on one and trying to try and clarify it better. And again, if I'm wrong, or, or if somebody has a better argument for it going yeah. the other way, we want we want to hear from all of you guys because we are always open to discussion. Because, yeah. like we said, we're not whiz kids; we're just trying to do our best with the information provided. Yeah, I absolutely could be wrong, and if if it comes from whiz kids or if someone has a more logical or better argument, I'm totally open to hearing it. Um, if it comes from WizKids, like I said, we'll record another segment and <laughs> yeah. I will tell you guys that I what, was wrong. Why, why were wrong, we so wrong? wrong. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm just... We, we might have to have Dr. Been, J on that segment just because, well... Well, know, yeah, yeah, we'll just talk about how Dr. J was on here telling everyone <laughs> how it goes. Um, but if you've got a better way of doing it, please feel free to start a discussion. Tell me your way if you've seen some ruling that I haven't point to it, tell me I'm wrong, I'm fine with that. I know all I'm doing is trying to 
arm everyone that I can with the best argument that I could come up with because we have had discussions amongst ourselves, local players, and with other people online asking us about it. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So if you want to reach us, you can always shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. And if you're one of those Redditors, if you leave it on the episode posts, Ken's the guy who posts all of those up, yeah. so you'll have a direct line to him right there. Yeah, and, and you can, uh, my my direct, like my user on Reddit is Ken of the Dead 666. Feel free to message me there or on Facebook or message Double Burst. Tell them that you want to talk to me or my opinion or whatever. And they'll, they'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it to you. Yep. Um, all right, Ken, we will have you back in a little bit to talk about a, car, a card for our rat of that that's actually out of um, one of the newer sets with Amanda Waller. And I hope you're prepared to somehow make it worse or something. I got a plan. Okay, we are back with Dr. J. How you doing today, Dr. J? We're doing really good. Um, so today we're continuing our PDC prep series in terms of drafts. Yep. And we decided to do chaos drafts. Um, do you know anybody who is, has been successful in a chaos draft recently? Um, no. Oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. yeah. So as the time of this recording, <laughs> it's been a day. Dr. J won, won the Game Haven Sandy's PDC store champion for our chaos draft. So yeah. I, I, I think you're, you're, you're fairly well brushed up. Thanks for doing the research and winning the whole thing. Oh, no to problem. To make sure you're yeah. – so we know that you're prepared to do this segment. I, I, <laughs> I actually – I love that I won because I, we're, whenever we're on here talking about drafting, like I'm kind of the guy who gets the drafting topics, and I feel like you know mm-hmm. there's a little bit – I have a little bit of you know background – to yeah. the advice I'm giving now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and if you don't believe him, ask him to see his before mat. Before yesterday, it was just like, follow the advice of a loser who's <laughs> never won anything in his life. Now, at least I've won a draft. So Yeah, and maybe, maybe I'll post your, your, your winning picture in the show notes for this so <laughs> I can see the awesomeness of it and where one of your prize die ended up. Yeah, it was, it was a real blast, though. And, it, you know, in a, in a way, like, part of it was kind of handed to me. I feel like I had a pretty good team, but... Um, there were a couple things that went my way. Mm-hmm. So where, where, where do you kind of want to start with chaos draft? If, so for all of you who don't know what a chaos draft is, is what we did was we got one pack from all the available sets minus AVX because AVX. And Favorite Under Siege. And we didn't fa- have yeah, we, we were short Favorite Under Siege. So for our 12th pack, what the TO did was just randomly throw us a pack. I got so, Spider-Man. I got ripped off. Uh, I, can't re- <laughs> I can't remember what I got, but it was, uh, I don't know. It was good enough for my team. Right. Um, so... So where do you want to kind of start in terms of chaos? Because you you literally open up the book to everything. And I feel like chaos drafts put the most, it it causes you to test yourself the most because you have to know almost the entire card base and build on the fly some good combinations that you think may work. Yeah, so chaos drafts, I I kind of realized this yesterday, are completely different from a regular draft. If you're going into a chaos draft with the mindset that you do in a regular draft, then you're probably going in at a slight disadvantage. In a regular draft, it's about getting good cards, but then it's about finding duplicates for those cards, and that's what a lot of your effort is. That's what a large part of your effort in a chaos get, in, in a in regular draft. I got duplicates. I, I know there was like yeah, and in a chaos draft, I mean, you take duplicates when you can get them. But <laughs> I mean, most most cards are only going to have one die for them. A few will have two, and maybe the rare three. Something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, we had a few threes yesterday. I, I also think the rainbow is a lot more important in a chaos draft than absolutely. Yeah, you need. And to everybody know. was like, "Why are you lining them all up? You know, it's just going to be one." I'm like, "It's important to me." <laughs> yeah, it is. And and halfway through the draft, you know, you're still finding 
dice on the table, and you're like, oh, there's two of those. And that's important because you want more than eight dice if you can possibly get more than eight dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really what a chaos draft is about is about finding synergy between individual dice, you know, cards with one die that you can use. So for me, I mean, when when I was playing, I drafted the Firestorm from Justice League that when you field a bolt character, it deals two damage. How'd that, how'd that one work for you? It won everything for me, so it was good. Really? Because the one match I saw, you were almost about to throw it into the garbage can. Oh, yeah. Th- there's that one game that he didn't <laughs> roll. Um, but it's, it's, maybe it's because I was around. You yeah. Just, <laughs> get out, KT. <laughs> but my, my basic, the backbone of my team was that Firestorm. I had the Star Girl, who's a four-cost bolt. That, that buffs the sidekicks. That buffs right? sidekicks, plus one, plus one. And then I had Carrion Crawler, the rare, and when he attacks, your opponent has to roll all their sidekicks, and if they roll energy, they go to the prep area. So the whole, and with a Chaos Draft, since you don't have that many characters, sidekicks are a big deal. So I was like, okay, these will buff my sidekicks. This will get their sidekicks out of the field, and since they're both bolt characters, when I field them, I'm going to deal two damage to my opponent. And that was kind of the way that my team worked. That's not the kind of synergy you're going to find in a regular draft. Yeah, and not, not at all. A, and it's not close to constructed either. Because when are you going to put a carrion crawler on a firestorm? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, in a regular in a regular game, sidekicks are not that essential to have in the field. But here they were, and that that star girl also. I mean, she she saved me big time because there were times when you know once I cleared their sidekicks out of the field, I had enough sidekicks in my field, and they were dealing two damage each that I could I could win by throwing my wall at them. Um, so definitely like buffing sidekicks is huge in a chaos draft. Um, and really it's all, like I said, it's all about finding synergy. Yuri, Uriel, one of the guys who plays with us yesterday, he had in a crazy weird team that you would never think of. Mm-hmm. He drafted Mr. Mix Pitalik, the one that, um, you, you pick copy a character, a character and it yeah. copies a character and he had the rare shield agent. And what he was doing was at the beginning of his turn, he'd make their essential character, whatever it was into a shield agent and then he'd re-roll it and re-roll it out of the field i didn't end up playing him and i'm really glad i didn't because i would have probably lost to that team because he would just gotten my firestorm out of the field but that's really like really clever and it's not the kind of thing that you think about when you're doing constructed Um, but you but he found this awesome synergy in this chaos yeah and so and oddly enough because so you know about so brock i was playing against brock in my last match um and he found the perfect use for the motorcycle global, which is pay a fist and you can remove a blocked attacker from the field. Yeah. What he had was he had the pyro where when you attack, you can pay up to two bolts and deal up to two damage to yeah. your opponent. So what he would do is we attack with that. That pyro already has pretty decent attack stats and stuff, so more than likely you're going to block him. You block him, he just pays the fist, removes him back, and he just slowly pinging you down along with that. It also was a counter to the team that I had because I had the um, I had the goblin attack force. So even if he just had a sidekick instead of me, and you know, instead of just losing his blocker, when when I attack with that, then I had the rare marriage in which would cause overcrush. So he would just save a fist and just move my goblin attack force back, and there's no overcrush because it's moving the attacking character back, not the blocking yeah. character. Yeah, he also had a, a a blue dragon and a copper dragon and that he would get out early and use the breath weapon on yeah. them, and then he'd do the same thing. I played him, and I got lucky playing against him because he had to leave before the event ended. Yeah. 
And so he I basically him. forfeited the game against me. Because <laughs> it would have been you you versus me if, yeah. if it had. Because I, 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 he beat me two, to, two games in one first game. I just... I, I just rushed him and beat him as quickly as right. possible, and then after that, I my my dice were like, yeah, screw you, I'm taking. I played one off. quick game with him, knowing that he had to leave, and I was gonna just take the win. But the one game that I played against him, he actually beat me. It was down to one roll. Like I had mm-hmm. a really bad roll. I would have won if I'd have rolled it. But his team really kind of yeah. Who who would have thought right? Really well, yeah. A dragons in a global. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really good though. I mean, it was really. It was a really good team. Yep. So do you, so do you have any kind of tips if for you know a first time chaos drafter what what should they be kind of putting in their mindset other than like don't just think of one set. Find I would say find characters that synergize well with energy types of their own. So for instance, my firestorm had you know when you field a bolt mm-hmm. character deal two damage. Uh, Brock's firestorm when you attack pay bolts. Um, find other bolt characters to put on those kinds of teams. I also had the Lajin, the mystical genie from the lamp. When you field a fist character, you spin him up. So I put a couple fist characters on my team so that they could synergize well together. You know, you've got things that rely on masks, things that rely on shields as well. You're going to get a big variety of cards to pick Mm -hmm. from. Make sure that you get one or two of those kinds of cards so that they can help support your team and your win condition. Yeah, and so so Kenneth brought up a good point too is pay attention to your affiliations, especially the villain affiliation. Absolutely. Because yeah. that is the if you're thinking about in terms of number of cards and characters and interactions that work well together, the villains is probably the largest affiliation because Marvel and DC have their own respective ones and they can mix and mix and match. Yeah. Exactly. So villains can synergize well. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for the uh for the affiliations. Another important point to chaos drafting is people who are used to regular drafting will go into a chaos draft and they won't they won't be able to build that good of synergy between their characters and so they rely on basic actions as win conditions. Mm-hmm. And even people who are used to chaos drafting will do this. A couple of people I played yesterday I won because I stole their basic action win condition out from underneath them. So Zach, for instance, he brought dimension door and he was just going to make his characters unblockable mm-hmm. and, and deal damage that way i knew that sitting down across from him i saw dimension door i was like i'm gonna buy that so i bought two of them and i was i would have bought the third one but he bought it up you know scared mm-hmm. that i was gonna buy all i of actually them. did that against for us and, and that's that what, angered him and that's what won, yeah that's what won me the game against zach i never beat zach you know it's such a rare thing for me but i saw that dimension door and i was like i'm gonna buy that and i used it to beat him um there was I played against Russ and bought his heroic defense because mm-hmm. he relies on that oh, he, so, he was so much. He was so bitter against after you and me because I bought his other ones, his proton cannon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, bought, I bought his basic action. And there was one other player. I can't remember who it was. I played a lot of games yesterday, but I bought their basic action win condition mm-hmm. and used it against them. So if you're going in and you look at your opponent's team and you see that a basic action is a part of their win condition, Buy it and use it against them. Yeah. Like I, I think honestly, with the the basic action I brought because normally, I superhero registration act is almost given for all my teams. Yeah. I shouldn't have brought it because the most expensive character on my team is a five cost. I if I could go back and change something, I would have taken that out and put a resurrection in because that's all I need. Yeah, is five dive instead. 
my opponents would buy them and that's helping them more than helping me because I noticed if I bought more than one superhero registration act, I was just clogging my bag up too. It made my team too slow when my team was more of a hit quick, hit fast and, and cycle yeah. through as fast as I could. Yeah, I, I brought it and it actually worked really well for me, not because I had characters that I needed to ramp up to or anything, but because when my opponents bought it and they gave me the option to KO my characters, I would KO my star girl because I had two of them. I'd keep one in the field. I'd KO one of them and then refield her to deal two damage mm-hmm. or my carrying crawler or whatever. And so that allowed me to keep the damage going. So it was actually a really good thing for me that they bought my basic action. And so really make sure that you're not bringing a basic action that's going to hurt your team. Yeah, and and the other thing is I, I got to mention is make sure you manage your bag well. That was the biggest fault of me playing my team a lot was i because you're again we you only will probably have one die and then you're yeah. probably going to have six seven sidekicks in, along in that bag so it's going to take a while to cycle through um my game started going a lot faster and started going my way a lot better when i kept my bag thin and just made sure i could cycle because i had the unblockable namor if you have two characters on the field he's unblockable so yeah. I what I needed to do was when I stopped buying two superior registration acts and just bought the one, I could get that name out so much more faster and cause more damage through it. And that's yeah. one that you know that's another aspect of the game you want to consider because of how little die you're going to have of each character. Yeah, another really interesting thing that I learned yesterday: my entire team was four cost characters and one five cost character. My basic actions were a four cost basic action and a two cost basic action. So. When you're doing a chaos draft, purchase cost is not really as big of a deal as it is in a regular draft. For um, And sometimes it can even hurt you. If you're playing a chaos draft and you take a character that has a really low purchase cost, odds are they've got really bad stats too. Mm-hmm. And unless they got a killer ability that's going to help you out, I would almost say avoid those cheap characters that can easily be taken out of the field um, unless you're lucky and happen to get three or four of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so and the other thing that we want to mention is in terms of drafting um, in, in general is you don't expect to have a lot of rares, right? Yeah. Um, in Chaos, don't expect to get any of the rares. And in the pod that I was in, we had all the right characters, but we got the wrong versions of them. Like out of all the parallaxes we could got, we got the uncommon that doesn't have the reroll global on it. Yeah. Um, we got, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Like, I think we even got a chalkboard that didn't have the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I got a chalkboard and put that on my team. And uh, it, it helped me a couple of games, but it really wasn't, it really didn't help me out that much. I almost wish that I'd had room for another character instead. That's another thing to be, to be wary of is action dice, regular action dice. If you take them, that's one less character you're going to have in the field. Mm-hmm. And in the chaos draft, like I said, sometimes it's numbers. fewer characters yeah. in the field. It's walls are going to be smaller. So you may want to think twice about putting an action on your team. Mm-hmm. And I would not be remiss because Russ wanted to mention this, and he stole my idea because this has always been one of my go-to grab cards. Yeah. Out of the Justice League set um, and out of World's Finest, there are two cards that actually will make action dice cost more. One is the Oracle, which you have to pay one more. And the other one's and the Lex big, Luthor. Lex Luthor, he's yep. so, he can kill a draft team because you put him out, all your, all your opponent's basic actions that cost two energy to pay. It it most of the time you're using basic a- actions for ramp because good luck getting a swarm character out in a, yeah. in a chaos draft too. Um, where like that can just slow your team down. I mean, because I was I I bought all of Russ's proton cannons. Guess what? I couldn't use them half the time because <laughs> I'm like I don't. I, 
one, I don't need to give overcrushes at something at that moment. And two, I'm not going to pay two energy that I could use to yeah. buy something or get another character on the field <laughs> against him. Yeah, I did the same thing. I played him in the very in the final game, and uh, I bought two of his heroic defenses, and I brought the proton cannon as well. So I think I brought two proton cannons and like two superhero registration acts. And so that's six actions that were in my bag. And when I draw like a sidekick in three actions, I was just like, Oh, because yeah. yeah. he had that Lex Luthor, and it made. I mean, when I yeah, roll superhero when, registration, when it's act, me, I'll roll I, the sidekick and then get everything on its burst face. Yeah, when when I when I got, get the superhero registration act, I'd be like, okay, I'm paying two energy to, to play this, not for the ramp, but just to churn my yeah, bag. Just, yeah, you're just trying to cycle your bag. But any point. other action, it's not worth it unless it's gonna deal a lot of damage to your opponent or it's gonna help you in some really big way. Otherwise, it's just like, well, I just won't use these actions. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of wasted actions against Russ. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of quick tips. So if you have, if you haven't done a chaos draft, or if you have, and you know, we forgot to mention something in in our in our discussion about chaos, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Doctor J, thank you so much. Now I need to get you, you to put your writing cap on so we can improve this Amanda Waller. Absolutely. Okay, guys, we are here with the full crew. We have the KO King. How are you doing today? Happy belated birthday, by the way, my friend. Thank you. Yep. We have Dr. J, always being wrong, and uh, Ken Pullover. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so it is time for our monthly errata that. Um, and this time we decided to pick Amanda Waller. And you may be asking which Amanda Waller we're picking. It really doesn't matter. No, nope. Amanda uh, Waller is the best card ever. Okay. Just thought I'd give you a free Dr. J is wrong. Right Those there. are a whole bunch of words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let, let, so if you guys don't know what her abilities are, so I'll, I'll read them real quick. She's she's either a two or a three cost, I think, right? Yeah, two yeah. or three cost. Um, and so her abilities, her comma is when Amanda Waller attacks, she gets plus one attack for each of your attacking suicide squad character dies. That one, uh, it's noteworthy, is a villain. Mm-hmm. Not suicide squad <laughs> affiliated. That's a villain. She's a villain. And the next one is when Amanda Waller blocks. She gets plus one defense for each of your blocking Suicide Squad character dice. That one is Suicide Squad affiliated. And then this one is, oh, seriously. When Amanda, when Amanda Waller is active, when one of your Suicide Squad character dice go to the use pile, all of your character dice get plus one attack until end of turn. Which is That super, one is also <laughs> Suicide Squad affiliated, so at least there's that. Which is super super helpful when, you know, one of your Suicide Squad characters goes unblocked and goes to the use pile. But and then you get the, the buff for everything else. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who wants to start out with in terms of how we can improve this card? So I know this will sound like nothing that I ever like to play, but I would think to go with thematic when she's fielded or even maybe when she's KO'd, you could take control of a villain character Always taking control. <laughs> You're Always. just giving her Scarecrow's want, ability. You no, just no, no, no. want every no. single character to be Scarecrow. <laughs> like, you just, I just want every, everything. The way to make no, it better so, is to make it Scarecrow. No, so this is, no, this is, way, is what he's saying. Okay. I want a cheaper Scarecrow to be on the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what make her really good is if she gets KO'd, then the character that KO'd her goes into the bag. That, no, that, so that this is... <laughs> no, so this is thematic, right? So when she's fielded, Take control of a villain character, and then at the end of turn, the character gets KO'd. So it's kind of like embed that little 
thing, oh, and I then will, it blows little, up. I would be okay neck. with that, but that villain has to lose the villain affiliation and gain Suicide Squad affiliation. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be cool. And then you get the discount for Suicide Squad. Another another awesome thing yeah. that Steve and I have routinely talked about is she needs a global that says pay whatever. Hey, she Target. Helps. Target villain becomes a Suicide, suicide Squad, squad. Yeah. loses the that villain affiliation so cool. and gains the Suicide Squad yeah. affiliation. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Like, yeah. even if that was the only thing on there for a two cost, like, and it's not make like it you... make it so that she has to be active to do the global. I mean, like, yeah, make it harder. Even then, I mean, or, 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 or just add a ridiculous cost to her. I mean, like we've seen globals yeah. that use two energy. Why not two yeah. energies for that? Or just have it a synergy. So when she's in the field as a two cost, you have the synergy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she can use it. There synergy. It yeah, that was in that set. We figured wasn't it? it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So and then so I thought of this idea because um, first I'm like, yeah, it needs the global. I was thinking for the rare was a three cost. This would this would involve this would require WizKids to actually print more Suicide Squad characters, which I'm hoping they'll do in Batman. It would but, be a real shame if they did. Yeah, but what what it would do is they would give the flip um, a modified version of the flip mechanic to those Suicide Squad characters. So one side they have the Suicide Squad affiliation, the other side they have the villain affiliation. Ooh, and I like that. When so when you have Amanda Waller active. She's the only person that can actually activate the flip affiliations for each of those characters. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. So they start out as villains, and then you can force them to flip. So if, you're, say, your opponent brings a Suicide Squad character that has that flip mechanic, you can flip them to the other side and cause some mayhem to your opponent's ability. That'd that, be really cool. That could be really cool. I, I think the best way to improve her would be to support the Suicide Squad affiliation <laughs> at all in the set. I yeah. mean, there's what... Uh, two, There's two dead, dead shots, shots and, and one, king, one shark. king shark. She actually wouldn't be terrible if there were more uh, that's, Suicide yeah, Squad. That's what I'm saying. Just, yeah. just add more Suicide Squad. That's the best way that you could improve her is add more Suicide yeah, Squad. The other way the I was thinking, we, you, you could add a modified retaliation, Pablo. like Black Manta retaliation, but just with Suicide Squad characters. Well, that's yeah. something that you so, could add to any yeah. affiliation. Well, the, well, would be like so, awesome so it, for it. it causes a little bit of a thematic because I mean, in, in you know, the whole idea of the Suicide Squad is if they screw up, they're going to disown that person, right? So, yeah. cause them to like to lose their affiliation, and then cause you know the villains would do their retaliation or something yeah. like that. Ooh, or like if this per- if this character gets knocked out, put it back on the card or something. That would be like that's them disowning him. You just got disowned. <laughs> disowned. What something if you gain life retaliation? So opposite of take damage. But you would gain life for each villain that you have. Does that make sense? That so could be opposite. interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's, what would you call that? Not retaliation. You have to call it something White else. lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Waller becomes the next White Lantern. White Lantern Amanda Waller. That couldn't pop. There's nothing wrong that could. Nothing, nothing wrong could happen there. <laughs> Other than finding source material for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, we had this discussion before we started recording. Um, did any of you guys figure out a way to make this card worse? Because I tried to do it, and somehow we ended up making the card better. Yeah, see, I got this. You just <laughs> you pick crappier art. Crappier art would make it worse. That's the only thing that I can think of. Like, I it's just a picture of her boot or something. Yeah, or just something like super low res or drawn by a child that's just like not good at I, I art. Think that like just be, something that, terrible. That might be cool though. Shot. You know, you have guest artists. We need, to, we need yeah, to get maybe. Russ to do some ambient art for her. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That would make her better. Take out uh, Deadshot. 
take out take out <laughs> the <laughs> other take out the other Suicide Squad members. So she's the only one and only on two of her cards. I don't know if you made crappier art for this card. I think it would make it better because I wouldn't look at it and be like, oh, I really want to play that card because it looks so cool. I'd just be like, well, that's that card looks ugly. It's like the Superman from Green Arrow Flash. Mm-hmm. I purposely don't play it because the art is just. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who cares what the ability is? The art sucks. But one of those discounts actions. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, yeah, I could not think of a way, like, even if she was blank. Make I mean, her a there's, forecast. <laughs> there's always, like, just uh, doing things that are worse, you know, like, Give her super rare Hulk's ability, like, but <laughs> two costs. But stay, that would be terrible. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Nothing would stay in the prep area ever with the with those stats too. I mean, she's a, a one two, a two two, and a two three. Oh, that would oh, be fun. Would be happening all the time. <laughs> she needs but, like a max six. That's what she needs. Like just <laughs> flood the field with Amanda Wallace. No, no. The only one that has the max six is going to be the common that doesn't have the oh, suicide yeah, yeah, yeah. squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, common, <laughs> the common would not be bad if she was... Uh, she was a suicide squad character. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be really good, actually. She could at least do something for herself. She'd be really good in a draft if the common was a suicide squad. Yeah, I mean, you get three of them or whatever in attack. They each get a plus three buff. I mean, for a two cost, that's really good. But no. Almost. Almost. She, she needs so, some so controlling to, ability. To stay within flavor, it's hard to make her worse because they didn't allow her to be good. Where, she, where they didn't support her at all, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the... Uh, Hopefully they do with the Batman. She is very flavorful. Yeah. I mean, she's the card everybody hates. I, I, you know? <laughs> she's the character everybody hates. So, I mean, at least it's yeah. flavorful. I mean... You look at the other Suicide Squad members, even. I mean, the Uncommon Deadshot has Team Watch. Why? Why? There's be, be, because it's because they didn't want to put Heroic on. No, no, no. It, it, synergizes, <laughs> it synergizes with Not the rare funny, Amanda Waller Kevin. because you may sacrifice Deadshot. That sends a Suicide Squad character to the use pile, which gives all of your other ones plus one attack. Same thing with the King Shark. With the team, the King Shark, when you team watch, you may sacrifice King Shark to deal two damage to all opposing character dice, and then that buffs your Suicide Squad characters by one. The problem is there's only three Suicide Squad characters. You're not going to be able to buy more than one King and Shark. Just, and you just yeah. sacrificed like one the, the one of the biggest punchers. Yeah. <laughs> and Deadshot's defensive stats are so bad. It's not like you just want to throw them at your opponent and clear your own field. Yeah. I mean, and then I'm the uh, the rare Deadshot is while well, he's active when one of your squad character dice is KO draw a die if that die is another squad character <laughs> die add it to your prep area otherwise return it to your bag like you really need to support the affiliation to get any of these to do anything this, like that ability bothers me it doesn't matter what the affiliation is because there's ones where it's like do the same thing and if you draw a villain die out of your bag then do something it's like I have eight sidekicks I'm gonna draw a sidekick the odds of me drawing a villain are next to zero. The odds of drawing a Suicide Squad character are absolute zero. If you're not in control of your bag, I can see your point there, Dr. J. I mean, I've never made one of those villain cards work. Yeah, yeah, I've tried using that Joker from World's Finest, like many, like all three variations of that. Never been able to draw a villain die. There's a Bane that has the same thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. You draw a villain die, put it in your prep bear or something. Never It's pretty interesting, though, because the affiliations for other hero sets you have more so this seems almost like a villain affiliation but it's not a villain affiliation so it doesn't like uh 
What well, are some the, of those the closest, others, like Sinister Six or those that have I little think, numbers, but well, there's a couple of so the yeah, the Thunderbolts or or yeah, yeah, the you can make a pretty decent the, yeah, Thunderbolt. The yeah, the Thunderbolts. Yeah. There's a couple of the Thunderbolts that have the dual affiliation of Thunderbolt and villain, and they didn't really support Thunderbolts really well. There's but they also team. didn't. They also didn't make. Thunderbolts the focus of their own affiliation. Like yeah. <laughs> that's that's the problem with the Suicide Squad is each of the Suicide Squad characters is focused on Suicide Squad and there's not enough of it. I think Amanda Waller is easily the worst example of that because she just doesn't do anything. Like she's so almost good and falls so short because of lack of yeah. support. Assuming that more come out, more Suicide Squad, I really hope Diablo. I hope we get him. Oh yeah, that could be, cool. be really cool. Or, or kind of uh, like a nitro. Killer Croc, I think, would be good too. I'm kind of surprised there isn't a Killer Croc. Yeah, like in the all game. these Batman sets have come out, and there ha- isn't one yet. I thought he'd. Be I imagine that he'll be in the next one. Diablo, yeah. you could have something like Nitro's abilities. Just blow everything up. I think this is one of the only affiliations in the game that you can't make up half of your team with that affiliation. Fusion. Fusion. And Egyptian gods, I think, are the only other affiliation. <laughs> well, no, you, isn't there four you can't Egyptian get at least gods? four characters. <laughs> isn't there four? Team, huh? No, there's only three. three no, there's gods. three Egyptian gods. If I, you're in a game <laughs> and you get all three Egyptian gods out and you don't win, it's because you don't yeah. have enough power. You don't have you don't have faith in the heart of the cards. Exactly. Yeah. You're Kaiba. <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you have lots of money doesn't mean you can you can yeah. harness the power of the cards. Uh, I love how the I think Doctor J only you and I understood that reference. Yeah, no I'm pretty sure that when you guys start talking about actual Yu Gi Oh, like the rest of us yeah. eyes just kind of glaze over. Like what? But it's some of the best conversations understand. we can have because we start quoting the show ridiculously, and somehow the rules magically change in our <laughs> matches too. <laughs> So uh, the roles always change in Dr. J's matches to whatever he thinks it should be to help him win. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure that's not. <laughs> <laughs> can, can somebody go back in Look, time man. that silence? <laughs> I, I, I only cheated like twice in our game yesterday. <laughs> okay, so Doomsday is only Superman characters. Superman. No, only Not super, Superman only Superman. <laughs> All right. I wish. Yeah. So um, we want to hear from you guys what you guys think about this Amanda Waller. Or have we missed something? Or what would you like to see in a future Suicide Squad? She should definitely take yeah. control yeah. of stuff. Yeah. This <laughs> might be our first errata that segment that we feel like we need to take it back in three months or whatever once yeah. we've got the right. Batman yeah. set. This yeah. one might be a full I'm like, uh, disregard credit. that. It yeah. was... Cause, it's actually good now. Cause, cause <laughs> you I, know? But what I do hope is they actually reprint on Amanda Waller in the future set that has the equivalent of turtle power. I, th- I feel like that makes Suicide Squad characters cheaper to yeah, buy. Yeah, I feel like... I just well, there's a feeling that she's going to be good with the Batman set. I think there's going to be some Suicide Squad members, and yeah. all of a sudden you have sure a two-cost that can if, beef up pretty good. If the Suicide Squad gets some good support in the Batman set, which would be weird if they don't, but as long as it gets support, she could become good. She could be our first errata that. that it's, we just go back and go, <laughs> I, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, see, it's fine now. Yeah, we, it's yeah, okay. we didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah again, we'll have... 
have Dr. J on, and we'll just start out the <laughs> well, segment. I was wrong. I mean, this whole thing <laughs> was his idea, so. It'll <laughs> be an entire show just dedicated to me pulling back all of our comments yeah. from this episode. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to even call the episode Errata Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we want to hear from you guys, your ideas for Amanda Waller. How can you make it better? And if you've tried to make her worse and somehow she magically became better, let us know, too, because... I feel your pain. Take uh, control. What Suicide Take Squad characters are you hoping things. to see? Yeah, so shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, it is always a good time to hang out with you. Even after I saw you for most of the day yesterday, I still enjoy us just having these discussions and telling Dr. J he's wrong. I enjoy lording my win over all of you, so we all had fun today. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about applied and static buffs? Did we miss something? Or how do you feel you could make Amanda Waller better? Let us know by shooting an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leaving it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and just cool resources that you can use as a Dice Masters player. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. And if not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. Of course, thank you all for listening. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.